Hey, John, how's it going? What's up? Hello. 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 Hello, Aiden, my good friend who I've definitely not seen in the past week, and we are definitely not recording an episode, like, three days apart. Hello. Definitely not. Definitely not. A lot of things have happened in my life, uh, and I'm so excited to talk about all of them, it's, such as... It's basically, it's basically been a month since we've seen each other. It's It's been forever. Yeah. Pretty much. Um... And you been up to anything fun in the past couple days? Um, no. <laughs> I can talk about my struggles with Walmart. <laughs> what are your Walmart struggles? I, re- I recall uh, you were talking a little bit about Walmart the other day. Okay. Uh, after our last recording session, uh, I asked for your opinion on the 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 extension Honey. Uh, yeah. Not sponsoring us. Uh, honey, if you want to sponsor us, a homestuckpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> if anybody wants to give us money, we'll read your fucking dick pill ads. <laughs> so true. I'll sell out in a heartbeat. I don't care. <laughs> um, I, I, I got an offer because I, I, I didn't use honey. Uh, I do use PayPal though. And, uh, PayPal bought honey, uh, a while ago, uh, and the offer was, if I sign up for Honey with my PayPal, they'll give me $20. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. You had, there was, like, a stipulation that you had to, like, spend the money at, like, a certain store. And the only store that was, like, realistic for me to, like, spend money at was Walmart. Because, mm-hmm. like, one of the other options was, like, like a shoe store. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Uh, I, I mean, shoes, shoes are a good thing to own. I have shoes. <laughs> I, That's fair. I have many shoes, in fact. That's very fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, I sign up for Honey with my PayPal, and I, I immediately get a, a, a coupon f- from them that's like, spend $20 at Walmart and get $10 off. And I was like, holy crap. I'm about to spend negative $10. I can pull this off. I can holy do this. Shit. Um. So I, 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 I come up with the worst Walmart curbside pickup order known to man. Oh, no. Uh, I, I, it, it was, the order was a six pack of Mean Bean Java Monsters, uh, a spicy nacho Doritos, and great value brand Cajun Trail Mix. <laughs> and that came out to $20 and like 50 cents. Nice. And I place the order. Uh, I, I say I'm going to pick it up the next day. Uh, I, I I do not have a Walmart account. And it recommends that I make a Walmart account. Okay. I don't make the Walmart account. Yeah, who the fuck makes a Walmart account? Jump to the next day. Uh, I'm getting ready. And it's like, hey, your, your, order's, your order's ready for pickup. We had to substitute an item. We didn't have... A six pack of uh, mean bean Java monsters. So they they opted to give me f- five singles because apparently five singles is equivalent to one six pack in price. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> uh, and there, there's like a check in button, and I click the check in button, and it's like, make your Walmart account to check in. And I'm like, come on, man. Because, <laughs> oh, uh. yeah, like, they had, like, instructions on the email that were, like, 
check in before you leave your house so that we know you're on your way. Stuff like that. Say which parking spot you're in when you get there on the app. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I make I make the Walmart account. I've given up. I've made the Walmart account. I click the check-in button. And it says, you do not have any orders that you can check in for. And I'm like, what's going on? I just wanted my $20. I Yeah. <laughs> uh, I spend like 30 minutes like trying to figure this out. And it just would not let me check in. So I just go to Walmart and I just sit in this curbside pickup uh, and, and, and a guy comes. I, 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 I like did not like pay attention to my surroundings at all until uh, an employee came out and I, I roll my window down and I'm like, hey, it wouldn't let me check in. Could, could you like help? And he like stares at me and he like points at the like signpost for parking and there's like a phone number. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> no, it says call to check in. You did not call the phone. Wait. <laughs> and and so I, I I call the number and person who picks up, props to their customer service voice, but talking a little bit too fast because that like opening line like stun locked me. I had no idea what was said, and I was like, huh. This is like talking to Aiden. Yeah. I was like, huh? And he he said it again. And I was like, can you please talk slower? <laughs> and it turns out all he said was so-and-so curbside pickup line. How could I help you? And I just couldn't register any of I hate phone calls. I got to mm-hmm. get that. I got to get that off my chest. I hate phone calls. Yes. Uh, they stress me out. I hardly ever understand what's being said. I just say, uh-huh. And, and agree and hope I get through it correctly. Uh, phone calls suck. Yeah. And I get it all sorted out. Person comes out with my order. And he like, he stands at the trunk. And and I was like, is there like a, am I supposed to just have my trunk? I, I like reach behind <laughs> me and pop open the door behind me from inside the car. And he, he goes like, oh. Like, like he was disappointed that I didn't open the trunk. <laughs> and, and then he's like, yeah, we didn't have any six packs of Java bean, uh, mean bean Java monsters. Is it okay if there's just five of them? And I was like, man, I just, <laughs> I just want to go home. <laughs> man, I, I, if you say one more, more, more word to be able to kill myself, <laughs> I just want to be out of here. And the worst part of it is I didn't get the $20 because I didn't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> I I did get $10 off. So I did pay $10 for a $20 order, which is fine. Uh but I I apparently misread what I was supposed to do when when ordering with honey to get my $20. So I did not get my $20 that I was hoping to spend on like video games on Steam. <laughs> just just the kind of experience that makes you wonder why the fuck I get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. So that's what I did in the past, like, three days since we last recorded. Nothing remotely that exciting has happened to me, I am sorry to say. I I, I do have my, my Mean Bean Java Monster, though, which I'm, I'm drinking one right now. And that's, awesome. that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, the, something like... uh The, the appification of everything has... 
really created some wonderful potential experiences that you can have. Just, yeah, <laughs> the computer didn't work. The computer didn't work. And now I'm sitting here in my car outside the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I love the future. Oh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love living in a, in a scam-based, app-based Internet of Things future. It's very fun. It's very cool. Um, speaking of scams and apps, uh... Do you want to talk about our, uh, what's the name of it? Our Pester Quest reading for this week. Holy hell, what a segue. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite scam-based application, Pester Quest on Steam. Uh, sure, we yeah, can talk, talk about, about Pester Quest. Um, I, I want to say this now. Uh, right. I made a mistake last episode. And, okay. and I'm going to admit to it on air. All right. It's a all little right. embarrassing. Uh, one of one of our patrons pointed it out, and it's a little embarrassing. Uh, in in the first episode, uh, Ro- Rose has a phone. She did not have a phone in the comics. People made a big deal about that when that volume came out. Uh-huh. Uh, but last episode, I asserted that. Dave had a phone, and he shouldn't have one, because he didn't have one in the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was cross-contaminating uh, actual factual lore with uh, dumb fandom arguments and, and misremembered Homestuck. Uh, Dave has an iPhone. <laughs> And I, I, I have been thinking about it nonstop that I completely <laughs> forgot about the eye shades. Uh, him just having an iPhone in his hand in, like, multiple panels. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I am ashamed. <laughs> I, I have to also apologize for going along with it because I, too, now am, like... I can very clearly see the Apple logo in many Homestuck panels in my mind's eye. Yeah. We fucked up. We're sorry. That's the name of this episode. We're sorry. <laughs> all, low, low, all lowercase. <laughs> all right. Uh, now, now that we've addressed uh, our the elephant our grave in the room, fuck up. It, it's 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 out of the way. We can move on. We can heal. Yeah, we've cleared the room. We can. We're now. We're always growing. Um, what do people say in YouTube apologies? Uh, we'll do better. We, we we'll, promise we'll to do, do better. better. We'll do better. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, uh, so today, uh, we read both halves of Volume 5, uh, of Pester Quest, which is two volumes, but they're both Volume 5, um, and those cover, uh, first Karkat, and then Kanaya. Woo! Um. Karkat and Kanaya, woo! Yeah. You wanna get right into Karkat? Sure. I love trolls! Woo! (laughs) Alright, it's, it's troll time. We're back in troll world. We're literally back on troll world. So... Okay, so uh, this volume, a uh, quick recap. So, uh, after our enthralling slumber party with the Earth Kids, uh, MSP Reader makes their way to Prospect in search of more friendship. Um, we got a new lead. Uh, let's follow. Let's see what other characters we can hunt down from here. So, we go to Prospect. And on Prospect, we catch sight of a uh, nubby-horned little guy running around. And we decide, oh, I bet he would be a great friend. So we decide to follow him uh, after he disappears. Uh, we z- use our uh, character-oriented zap powers to follow him after he wakes up from his dream. 
and we find ourselves in his hive. Uh, Carcat offers very little in the way of hospitability uh, as we kind of stand in his bedroom uninvited. Um, he he, uh, MSP Reader is a little bit overwhelmed as Carcat kind of shouts at us and just generally gives us a hard time for a very rude intrusion. And uh, we zap ourselves out to uh, far away from his house, uh, a hill overlooking, I guess, the neighborhood. Uh, and we take in the sights of the unsettlingly familiar Alternia. So we kind of chill out there for a little bit. And after a little while, Carcat comes outside and he's like, Hey, idiot, uh, I don't know what you think you're doing, but it's almost dawn. If you're just sitting out here waiting for dawn... Uh, that either means that you're not a troll or you're really stupid. Uh, both is possible. So, uh, we, at Cargot's invitation, uh, we come inside. Uh, there is a bad end at this point. Uh, if we choose to uh, furiously zap over to Carcat across the field, rather than taking our time and walking at him so as not to startle him, uh, he reflexively uh, pulls his sickle on us and guts us like a fish. And... MS pre-reader doesn't quite understand why Carcat is freaking out so hard uh, at the sight of your crimson red candy colored blood uh, as you pass away. Damn. If we choose not to do that and instead just walk over to him like a normal person, Carcat uh, is, he, he wants to know who put us up to this. Uh, was it his weird friend Solix? Uh, who was? It's, he's always doing shit like that. We explain ourselves, give ourselves, give the the backstory as to our mailman lore and where we came from and our amnesia and our zap powers. Uh, Turkut is a pretty, um, what, what, what would you say his reaction is? Uh, he's a nonplussed, I would say. Um, but as for, uh, we offer to give him a demonstration. Uh, we offer to take him to Solix's house. Uh, he declines, says he would rather not do that. Um, and hints that he has another person you might not call a friend, but uh, another location that we could go. So we uh, we do the, our zappy thing. Uh, we we do we we close our eyes. We let Carcat guide us, and we end up in what appears to be Gamzee's closet. Nightmare. <laughs> One of the worst places you would ever want to be. So, uh. The appearance of Gamzee's closet is quickly confirmed as Gamzee uh, is heard uh, coming down the hallway to find out what just made a crashing sound in his home, and Carcat starts to freak out uh, while you're lying while you're in the dark there together. And as Gamzee approaches, uh, and Carcat starts digging his claws into you and drawing blood, uh, MS Preview decides maybe it's time we should skedaddle the fuck out of here because there's clearly a little bit more going on than uh, at first than uh, a friend of Carcat's. Um, so you zap out, uh, back to Carcat's place and Carcat, uh, looking down at his hands, realizes that you've been bleeding on him and that you do indeed share the same blood hue. And this caused him to freak out a little bit. Uh, MSPA reader does not really have any idea of what's going on, but Carcat sort of maybe warms up is not the right word, but, uh, he he opens up to you a little bit more. Um, starts showing concern. Uh, even offers you a soda. Uh, a new a new. There's there's some kind of camaraderie uh, formed. Uh, that you we can only understand as 
I guess we both bleed. Seems great. Uh, as your as things are getting a little bit more chill, uh, Karkat reaches out to Solix uh, and is like, "Okay, so there's a thing in my house. There's a weird little person guy in my house. Uh, I need you to run this symbol. Uh, trust." So he sends Solix the symbol that's on your hoodie, uh, Malik's hoodie. Um, see what's going on. But before Solix can uh, get back with any information, well, Solix uh, mentions that it's he mentions the name Adelov, which is Malik's last name. Yeah. Uh, so he finds a record for the symbol. Um, but before we can do anything with this information, uh, before we can interrogate why that name sounds familiar, uh, Karkat notices the presence of an Imperial drone approaching his house. And he grabs you and he throws you uh, together with him down in his little shelter he has for for uh, occasions like this. And you kind of huddle in the shelter as you hear the drone above you stamping around Karkat's house. So here, um, we can choose to be a good friend and warp Karkat out of there. And so we do just that. And we land in Dave's apartment. So we, so we've extricated Karkat from a, uh, precarious situation on the brink of death. And now he is wrapped up in a blanket on the floor of Dave's apartment as John and Dave play Tony Hawk and shoot the shit about whatever the hell, uh, Karkat runs away as you catch up with your friends and you catch him back on the roof, uh, where he's disoriented. He is distrustful, uh, as would make sense. Um, but his fish out of water, uh, fear is shortly assuaged as Dave comes up and he catches wind that, uh, Dave and his friends were meant to play a game in much the same fashion as Karkat and his friends were. And all of this weird, uh, whirlwind of fate is a common occurrence, not just to him. Um, Karkat and Dave, uh, are inquisitive as to what the hell you know why you're why we msp reader are in the center of all this uh but for the time being are still uh mollified by us being like well i really don't fucking know what's going on honestly yeah and so we have a nice little ending where you and Carcat and dave and john all hang out and you play tony hawk and it's very wholesome it is wholesome now if we choose not to warp Carcat out of his shelter the drone discovers us, and the last thing that we can remember before we black out is it picking us up and throwing, throwing us against the wall. We wake up, and we when we wake up, uh, we are across the field from Karkat's hive, which is now burning. Uh, we find out that Karkat is basically now a refugee with nowhere to go. The drones have found him. He's on a kill-on-sight list. Uh, his Lucis is probably dead. We take him to Solix's to try to make things better, but he starts freaking out when he realizes he's in the city. Uh, he tries to... Well, he talks to Solix a little bit. Uh, Solix reveals that he and Terezi already knew about Karkat's mutation, uh, as Karkat is like trying to still be secretive about it. Um, he refuses Solix's help, uh, smashes his phone, and we spend a couple of hours just teleporting him around, uh, away from the buzz of the Imperial drones approaching, but it never really stops. And the route ends, we come back, uh, when we come back to the site of Karkat's hive, and he basically says, you know, 
first time I ever met anybody in the same situation as me, and they just fuck my life up uh, completely. And that's where he leaves us. So that's the bad end yeah. for this route. Um, This one is... The, the, this this version of Carcat is some heavy shit, I gotta say. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> what are you, what are your thoughts on the, on this volume? Um I I have conflicting feelings about about this one. Uh I I I I want to like it. Uh the the ideas that are present here, I I I like. Uh Specifically, all the stuff revolving around Karkat's existence on Alternia. Like, mm-hmm. the the fact that his Lussus has, like, dug him a hole to hide in from drones. Uh, that, that, I feel like that adds a lot to, to, to Karkat. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, the in, in the bad end, I like the interaction with Solix. Where where mm-hmm. Solix is like, dude, I know, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 not about that. I know, let me come up and you could be safe, like shit like that. Um, what I don't like is the good end. I I I feel like once Carcat, ha- okay, okay, with the the four kids, mm-hmm. like. The, the way their story plays out in the first four volumes, I'm fine with because they're all already friends with each other. They know each other. The The way it all culminates is, like, good for them. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah it, it, it feels natural that it all ends up at... that The, the last one kind of ends with them all together. Yeah. But the good ending of this route hinges on the fact that Carcat in Homestuck eventually knows John and Dave. But plucking Carcat out of Alternia and, like, throwing him into Dave's apartment feels like really shallow fan service. Like... I cannot to, disagree. It, like, like to a point where I'm kind of like, eh, this kind of, like, doesn't really do it for me. I feel like it, it kind of brings the route down. Yeah, um, I find it interesting, or I find it, uh, funny that that is also your complaint, because I, I wouldn't say that it ruined it for me, um, but I felt like, uh, this route has kind of a paradoxical thing, it's, it's not paradoxical, it's, there are two chunks of it that kind of feel like they're pulling at each other, um, the one being... Carcat's existence on Alternia as a kill on sight uh mutant. Yeah. Um and the th- like the fan and like fan service part of it. Because uh this is one of the this is like easily well given how Pester Quest has just started and we've pretty much just been working through uh like domestic issues with the kids, which in Dave's case, it gets pretty dark. Yeah. But the jump to, like, uh, Carcat is hiding under the floorboards like he's a Jew in the Holocaust, uh, is, it's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, what's it's, going on? Yeah, it's loaded. It's, it's very loaded. Um, and 
I don't think that that would necessarily work against it so hard if it, if it, like, there weren't all these constant nods to, like, Fanon. Um, it, it's, like, out of nowhere, it's, like, uh, there's, like, a bunch of jokes in here about, like, Carcat being short. Um, there's a bucket joke, which is, like, I almost don't know how I feel about it, because I was, like, so... I, I felt for the longest time like we were just past bucket jokes. Like, we we all turned, like, 20, and... <laughs> Uh, and Homestuck also seems to have had this moment where it's like, we just haven't had a bucket joke in a while. It's like, just not what's funny anymore. Yeah. Uh, but we got one in this, in this volume for some reason. Um, it, it's just like a lot of weird, yeah, uh, like, the, like, the joke about like, picking Carcat up under his armpits because he's tiny, like, it took me a minute to get that because I was like, where is this, like, wait, wait, what, what are we doing right now? Yeah. Uh, we're going between, like, Carcat needs to, like, Carcat's daily existence is, like, a, like, he's a, a, a vagrant who is on the, constantly on the lookout for his entire life, uh, but also he's, like, a, a funny little short guy. Yeah. Uh, who paints his nails. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, um, I think also, like, the... Another kind of, or maybe not missed potential, but something that is a little bit brought down by how goofy this volume wants to be sometimes, like, how much this volume wants to have, like, have its cake and eat it too, is, like, I find the establishment of Carcat, like, like the way that Carcat reacts, like, when you get warped into Gamzee's closet, um, is, I think, really revealing, and it makes a lot of sense with this version of Carcat in terms of, like, what he has to be scared of. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it feels like such a extrapolation from what Carcat ever is shown to be in this part of Homestuck, like when he's at this point as a in the comic. Yeah. Uh, that it 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 feels like there's a lot of light. There's like, as the reader, I have to do a lot of connecting the dots that I didn't really have to do as much for the kids, you know. Yeah. Um, I like the idea, for instance, that, you know, if, if, if this, if we're going with a realistic depiction of, like, uh, Carcat is moving homes, like, he can't stay anywhere too long because he'll be found, uh, he's, he has to set up all these traps and warning sirens, like, as a precaution, uh, just for his daily things, like, it makes sense that in a situation where he was, like, in a close relationship with a high blood, that he would have that fear of him or like that though, like that relationship suddenly makes more sense from like a transactional perspective of like Carcat is keeping his friends close to his enemies closer. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it just doesn't, that doesn't belong in the same, like in the volume after we just had a sleep, like a, like a, a a very indulgent fan service, like slim slumber party with all the kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- this route is a big pile of ideas that I all like on in isolation, and I'm not quite sure how to make them all work together, I think. Yeah, I, I, I feel pretty much the same way. Um, yeah, I, I <laughs> what else? Uh, yeah, other stuff in there, like, um, Solix referencing, like, Carcat cried, like, like when they're talking about like they're doing their bullshit and uh 
I forget which of them says like let's just cut the let's just cut the foreplay. Yeah, Solix. Uh, yeah, Solix is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Solix says like let's just cut the foreplay and like you can ask me something to do and then you can cry type at me afterwards. Like, that's fun if this was the John route. Um, but is yeah, it it just comes in at a at a really awkward point when the focus starts out being like, oh. We're gonna add all these elements to Carcat's early character that make it make that, that, that like make him more believable as a uh, as a wanted like a, as a wanted teenager. Yeah. I don't know. It. I think that like all you really had to do here either was like, uh, make like if you want to commit to it being lighthearted and like that would be fine. But if you want to make it like this super dark. Uh, realistic take on Carcat. I feel like you've got to save this one a couple of volumes down the road for when we've well, for when things have gotten fucked up and evil. But but Carcat's uh. but Carcat's the main one. We got to do him first. Yeah, that's the problem, right? That like that's got to just be the problem, you know? Yeah. There's a couple other things in here I like. Um, yeah, I, I like what we're talking about with uh the interaction with Solix. Um, I think that that has a lot of I think that works really well as a character moment because it is both like it, it does a bit for Solix and that it shows that uh he he is like a uh, a caring friend even though he doesn't quite have the tact to understand why he shouldn't have said that um and it also like on the other side it, there's this is like perfect sad stuff for Carcat right because oh yeah uh Carcat is at his lowest point and he probably can't process that when Solix says, like, oh, we already know about your mutation. I don't think the Carcat is a point where you can process that means that his friends, like, care about him wanting to be safe. It means that his whole world is, like, falling apart even to a higher degree. Yeah. It could have been better. It it it, it, it could have... They really should have, like, ironed this out. <laughs> like... It, it, this... Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Like... Back to what I was saying about, about about the good ending, like, I I enjoy in Homestuck the interactions between John, Dave, and Carcat. Like, I I enjoy that. And on, on, on a level, I do think that, you know, Carcat should be put in a place where he doesn't have to, like, worry about Alternia shit. Mm-hmm. But it, it 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 feels like it just happens so abruptly, and and just kind of shoves everything else aside just to like go for the John Dave cat. Yeah, because like it... because because with like what Solik says in the bad end, like there there are there are people who care about Solik. I mean, I mean, who care about Carcat on Alternia. Mm-hmm. Like it 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 doesn't need to jump straight to the let's get Carcat to Earth. Yeah. And I think it does both sides of it a big disservice when it, like, jumps straight from we're hiding under the floorboards, like, while Carcat is scared for his life, uh, and then we're playing Tony Hawk. Yeah. The the dissonance is a little bit too strong. Um, yeah, it... Yeah, if somebody if somebody came to me with this as like a first draft or like a, a con, not even a first draft. It's more. It's it's. I don't want to do it that much for disservice, but like 
as a concept, I'd be very happy because there's so many strong ideas here, but I just don't think they all work together in in, in perfect harmony. Yeah, because like um, I I I have wondered like what day to day life for Carcat would have been like, and it I I feel like the 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 darkness of this volume of like him hiding under the floorboards is along the lines of like some of the stuff I thought it would have been like for him, but it, mm-hmm. it like. Like you said, there there are good ideas. It's just they're not they're not they're not connected all that well. It's like they're just here. Yeah, I think you you could write like a compelling like children's or like young adult book about like Carcat's experience on like there's a world where that's the most popular Homestuck property is like a young adult book about Carcat on like growing up. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Uh, I, I, I really like all those details. Um, I, I'm curious as to what the fan reception for this one was, because when my complaint for it is like, I feel like they took too many creative liberties, uh, or like, I'm like the creative liberties they took are cool. They just didn't quite implement them in in the right way. Cause like, uh, a lot of this is just like, OC for Carcat. And so I'm wondering like what the fan response to this was. I actually don't remember. <laughs> Must not have been that crazy then. Yeah, I, I remember this this volume came out and like people were like, hey, Carcat Kanaya, and like that was it. <laughs> I, I, I or, or maybe maybe it's because like the the next volume like completely overshadowed everything. <laughs> alright, alright. <laughs> I guess I guess we got something to look forward to then. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat myself for the nth time and just be like, yeah, I, Carcat's route is, a it, it's, it's good, but a little bit tortured. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, any more thoughts before we talk about the next one? Uh, I do not like that Grub Juice was described as salty coke. I I did not like trying to think of think of what that would taste like. <laughs> Something we really did not need. <laughs> <laughs> well, let let soda be sweet on Alternia. Just just this one thing, please. Uh oh wait, there was a line that he had that I thought was like well, yeah. The whole like Carcat self-hate thing is I I don't think a a new idea. Yeah. Um but I kind of like the that in his conversation with Solix, when you're talking about running the symbol on Malik's hoodie, um, this line that Karka has when talking to Solix, uh, ancestors are fake night dream nonsense for kids who hate themselves. I think that was another avenue that I would like to explore more with Karkat is like his relationship with the mythology of Alternia. Yeah. Um, cause for kids who hate themselves, that's like a loaded car cat line. Like that, that's very revealing for him. Um, but yeah, uh, there is, I think some like a weaker component of Alternia that, uh, friends him did a good amount, uh, in addressing, uh, but we could always use more of is like the, the all the the cultural myths on Alternia or like the cultural norms and just what makes up culture on Alternia and trolls troll kids relationship to that especially like the non-conforming troll kids yeah 
Um, I would like more explanation of what, or more exploration of uh, characters who aren't Vriska uh, and like their relation, like Vriska or Terezi and their relationship with their ancestors. Because um, I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but when I think of ancestors in Homestuck, I th- or like how the trolls process it, like Vriska is very uh, like Vriska is really into the idea of like following in Mindfang's footsteps, and Terezi at least is a is a red glare enjoyer just because of like the role play value, like the historical role play value. Yeah. Um, this got me thinking. I would really like to see more of like the trolls who like don't live up to their myth or like their, their myth is uh like, I don't know. Do you think Carcat knew growing up that like the closest analog that he, like, how do you think, well, he, he had to have known, like, how do you think that Carcat grew up processing like, that his ancestor, like the, the 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 historical figure he's closest to, is like troll Jesus. You know, like, yeah. That's a really interesting area I would like to explore eventually. Yeah, yeah, I or, yeah, I wish there was more like just ancestor stuff in general, uh, because like from from the way that like uh Mindfang stuff was presented, uh. It seems like the only evidence to Vriska of Mindfang existing was Mindfang's journal. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 like, Aridan knew about his ancestor as well. Uh, oh, yeah, Dulscar, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I wonder what the process is like for the other trolls in, like, finding out about their ancestors. Mm-hmm. I would assume that, like, it just. It's, it's, uh, for somebody like Air, like, for the Sea Dwellers, it's very easy because Feferi obviously has yeah. part of a very special cast. But, like, just them, like, being royalty. Yeah. Uh, I imagine the higher, the higher they are on the blood cast, probably the more likely they are that they know their ancestor. Yeah. Uh, I, now that I think about it, I can't think of any way that, like, Karkat would have been able to, like, find out about, uh, his ancestor. Yeah, I I guess like the the summon like the signless is like a it is a part of Alternian like mythology like it is a known thing. Yeah, but I I there I don't was it ever like I guess is it part of the lore in canon that like he was a mutant blood like is that a known part of the myth or not I guess is the question. Because that would be what would have, like, affect Karkat's perspective on it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if, like, the masses found out his blood color before he was executed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. also, I, th- I think as it was presented in Hive Swap, I, th- I think the majority of people don't know about the signless. Mm-hmm. Or Hive Bent. It's been too long since I read it. No, no, yeah. no. I no. I'm actually referring or, to Hive, uh, Friend Sam. That's what I meant. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, um, because like, who was it that like accessed that information? Like, it seemed like it was like stowed away information, not to be like looked at. I'm I'm mostly going off like my Homestuck knowledge of it, which I I to be fair, I'm very loosely remembering it being presented as like you know this is a this is a, like, a myth that, like, is known, so, yeah, I don't know, still, I I think my point stands that, like, the, 
the whole ancestor thing is like really only uh like there's really only like consciousness of it among like the higher like the higher casted trolls. Yeah. And I would at least like some like explanation like acknowledgement that like uh it is it, like it, at least like hand moved away in the sense of like oh it's like it is on earth like I don't know I don't know like what my great 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 grandfather was doing so it would make sense that like I don't know like Carcat would have no idea or Tavros would have no idea yeah. in in their case like they have don't have a direct family lineage even so yeah yeah uh okay I think that's Carcat Carcat all right. Uh, you want to talk about uh, Kanaya? Yeah. Five Whoa. Two. My grandpa just drove by my window in the van. Oh my god. Hello, John's grandpa. A little bit frightening considering we live in a field and our driveway does not go by my window. I feel like this has definitely happened before. <laughs> Alright. Kanaya. Kanaya. Okay. This is, this is an interesting one. So, alright. Uh, quick recap to start us off. Um, so MSP reader returns to Prospect in search of friends. Uh, this time, uh, we find a more active, uh, daytime Prospect, uh, complete with a, what appears to be a functional Skya and clouds that are playing out scenes from the troll session. Um, not going to spend too much time questioning it. We've already got Jack from last episode. Something weird's going on. Uh, we're in a weird place, uh, space temporally, canonically. Uh, anyway, uh, among these visions, uh, we see Kanaya chasing down frogs, uh, on her snowy planet, and we decide, uh, you know, let's go, let's go hang out with her. So we, we close our eyes, we zap ourselves away, and we, when we open our eyes, we are, uh, in the second closet, uh, in as many volumes. Um... This one, thankfully, we're greeted. Uh, out of this one, thankfully, we're greeted by Kanaya and not Gamzee. Uh, Kanaya is a little bit confused as to why there is a uh, formless creature in your closet all of a sudden, but she is good natured and decides not to just throw us out into the sun. Uh, she says she decides to just let us stay until we, it's fine for us to leave. Um, she gives us a dress. Uh, so that we can leave the closet um, and uh, not get burned to death uh, in her daytime open window uh, hive. All right, so Kanai nonetheless gives us clothing to protect from the Alternian sun. Um, while we're there, uh, we catch a glimpse of uh, a chat on her husk top. Uh, if we recall, Kanai has got that crazy thing that projects everywhere. Um, and uh, we just, you know, you know MSP Reader, we just cannot uh keep our business keep our business to ourselves so uh mspr uh zaps back uh to spy on her right before our conversation and we learn about riska we see a conversation between kanaya and riska where uh riska is popping on kanaya uh for whenever that dress is going to be done uh for no reason we assure uh i assure you just really eager to get that nice gift between friends and it seems like Kanai and Risk are going through some relationship issues. Uh, Risk is calling uh, them Morrells, uh, even though she wasn't a few days ago. Uh, things just seem to be up in the air and a little bit messy. 
So uh, we zap back to a regular point in our conversation. So Kanaya does not discover our indiscretion. Uh, and we can't help but offer some help. Or, you know, it comes up and we're thinking, this is the perfect end to be friends with Kanaya. Yeah. So, uh, if we choose to bring up Riska and offer help uh, on the subject, um, basically what happens is in our uh, blissful naivete, we advise Kanaya that what's, with what's going on, the solution is always just to let her know how you feel. You know, be honest with your feelings, be open. And things will go fine. So, Kanaya goes, she talks to Friska, and she's in a very roundabout, passive-aggressive, uh, Kanaya way, uh, confesses her feelings of matespritship to Friska. And Friska just kind of runs with it. She's like, oh, sounds great, let's, it's, if that's what you want, then we can do that. Sounds awesome. Kanaya is... Uh, she does the anime, there's the anime sprite where, like, she gets hearts in her eyes and she yeah. just floats away yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to be with her new girlfriend. And she leaves us in her, in her home alone. Um, we decide again to, uh, not mind our business and we just kind of sit around for a couple weeks. We just, we zap forward a couple times and eventually Kanaya does come back. Uh, it's been a while. Her flowers are wilting. It, She's been at Briska's place for a while, uh, and she comes back and she's not doing well. We find out that things there's still trouble in paradise. Kanaya and Briska escalating their relationship to uh, matespritship instead of uh, more elegance has not solved their issues. Shockingly, Briska still acts the same, and it was basically the same issues where Briska, where Kanaya just didn't feel like she was her input was valued in that Friska was just using her, uh, but under a different name. We try to, uh, we, we make an attempt to make it better for Kanaya, uh, but she points out to us, uh, that this is actually our fault, so we should probably not be hanging out with her right now, and that's the bad ending. Damn. If we stow it, and we just decide to not get up in other people's business and give unsolicited advice we don't where where we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh we instead uh try to uh we just decide to drop it and hang out with Kanaya a little bit. Um Kanaya goes about her business. Uh she's got a bit of a busy day going on, so we are just kind of sitting around and waiting for the sun to go down. Uh but while sitting in Kanaya's room we start to make inferences about her character based on what she's got around. We notice the sexy vampire literature. Uh, we notice that she's her weapon choice is a chainsaw, which seems to match up with what we see on the sexy vampire books. Uh, we start to think about how she's out now. She's got the windows open in the day uh, and the sun, which would normally murder us, uh, does not seem to be bothering her at all. And we conclude that oh, Kanaya is really wants to date a vampire. Um. We, ca- we hatch a little harebrained scheme. Uh, we ask Kanaya where one might find someone of the undead persuasion on Alternia. She lets us know about the roving bands of zombies during the daytime. Which, I side note, uh, we talk a lot about things on Alternia that are never explained. This is maybe my favorite <laughs> one. <laughs> um, but we learn, about the, we learn about zombies and that they're real. And we use our powers to zap outdoors to acquire 
Kanaya some uh, a primo chunk of undead meat, and this goes poorly. Uh, we we are attacked by the zombies uh, roaming around outside. Kanaya comes to our rescue and hacks them up a little bit, uh, and we zap us back into her home before either of us can be harmed. Um, we try to explain to our Kanaya what we were doing. And she immediately understands, she, she understands, uh, we're like, oh, the undead. And she looks around, she's like, oh, I get it. Um, thanks, but not quite. We try to, uh, reassure her that even though, like, we, we understand, we, we get her whole vampire thing. Uh, we, we've, we've realized now that Kanaya is, is not, does not want to date a vampire. She wants to be a vampire. And we, we, we've got to put two and two together here. And we reassure her that she is cool and her whole aesthetic, some people might find it weird, but some people might find it really cool, including, non- including like, even a tentacle therapist person. Like, I'm sure they would think you were cool. Kanaya, uh, blushes and starts asking us how the hell we know about that and then decides to cut it out. Uh, and she thanks us and... We, we share a moment uh, of mutual understanding, I suppose. The, the good end is it's bonded for life. It's very cute. There's a... I guess the way that I have it down in my notes is that you reach a state of uh, sheepish understanding with one another. Damn, that's okay. crazy. Yeah, that's that's what happens in this one. Uh, what do you think of All this right. one? All right, I'm going to say it. Okay. Everybody back up. <laughs> okay. I do not like this this one at all. Whoa. I I am not a fan of this one. Is it because of is it because uh, of let, me, let me let me challenge you <laughs> right now. Okay. What without bringing up Vriska or Rose? What do we learn about Kanaya as a character in this volume? Um. Okay, I'll take this challenge. Uh, I don't think that necessarily we learn anything about Kanaya, uh, so I failed the challenge. But I think, um, and again, this is my opinion as uh, the whitest, straightest male ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. This makes, like, the... To me, this makes, like, the queer narrative around Kanaya make a lot more sense than ever did in Homestuck. Um, and I think that's kind of the value of this, is that the... It... Kanaya before had this thing where, like, she was the lesbian character on a planet that's, like, where the norm is pansexuality, Mm -hmm. and she was kind of, like, the gay troll for having, like, a gay character... Mm-hmm. in the trolls it just never made any sense um this at least like it the, it it gave her like a thing that made her weird that we that like it is okay to be that isn't just like normal uh mm-hmm. with the whole vampire thing um i think that the one thing you can say about this that was good is that it kind of made the whole rainbow drinker thing into more of a character thing for her than a weird bit of lore that happens in the comic at one point and then is never talked about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, she, she doesn't feel like a, 
she doesn't feel like Kanaya to me in this. Like she she feels like her only purpose here is to talk about Vriska and then have a have a fun little fan service thing to hinting towards her relationship with Rose at the end. Yeah. Um I think that where we can agree definitely is like that the good ending doesn't really add anything. Yeah. I think that the bad ending, um, at least like I think another thing about this is that it that I thought was notable was this is MSPA readers like blind optimism like in a situation where it just you just cannot apply it. Uh and I we haven't really had a ton of that in in uh Pester Quest yet. I, I, I kinda like the uh that like we're just like, oh you just gotta tell her how you feel. Um in a situation where we're completely out of our depth, we don't understand like the actual dynamic that's going on here, uh, and we get punished for it. Um I don't know, I I, I uh, there's that, I guess. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh I guess now that now that we talk about it, like there's this doesn't really add a ton to Kanaya's character itself. It 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 feels like another it feels like all of what this is doing is um like making like going back and cleaning up the intro page stuff like we talked about with Dave. Yeah. Of. I I just feel like there's more to Kanaya as a character than her romantic relationships. Yeah, that is a thing with it where it's like like there, I, I the, go ahead. There, 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 there's so much to me. There's like a lot of missed opportunity in this one. It it, it mm-hmm. feels like like Carcat says in in the previous route that Kanaya is the only Jade Blood who lives on the surface. Mm-hmm. Explore that. Ex- yeah. Explore Jade Blood stuff and the fact that she is the only Jade Blood who lives on the surface. Uh, I think that the exploration there is like her. She's a she's a she's a rainbow drinker, uh, and it's kind of like implicit. But yeah, I don't I don't necess- I don't think we need to have um, I don't think there needs to be like explicit lore on like Jade Blood societal structure and like how she's not part of it. I think that like her not being part of it is kind of enough on that front. I don't know. You know what? I'll give you that. I'll I'll let okay. you have that. All right. Uh, another thing that I feel like could have been explored in this, especially through the lens of this is a sequel to Friends Sim. Uh, there there is like one page in Homestuck that that like ties Kanaya into the fact that Doc Scratch has been meddling in these these the lives of trolls. Oh my god, you're right. This volume sucks. <laughs> why? Why is Doc Scratch not involved in this route at all? It Come on. It <laughs> do, 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 I I am holding up the picture of of like baby Kanaya like walking up to Doc Scratch off-screen. Like mm-hmm. I I'm holding it up and showing it to everybody and I am asking you all why why is this not brought up in the sequel to Friends Sim? <laughs> where is this? Where where? Is this where? <laughs> where? 
Yeah, I, you know, I, I think, uh, um, I think we're kind of coming at this from different, like, I am kind of, like, I open this up and I'm just kind of expecting, like, my expectations are basically nothing, so if I like what's on the screen, I'm like, that was fun. But now that, like, I'm being reminded that this exists in a greater context, it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the, my thing about Pester Quest is I, I want this to be well, I wanted this to be an opportunity for us to explore characters at a point where we weren't really given a chance to explore them as characters. Mm-hmm. And with the kids, we got that. With Carcat, we got a little bit of that. They clearly wanted to do that with with the stuff that they did with Carcat. Uh, with Kanaya, it feels like they're not interested in that. They it 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 feels completely like just. They, they just want to introduce Vriska. They just want to plant seed for Vriska and and also, like, hint at the fact that they're probably going to do stuff with, with Rose and Kanaya in, in Pastor Quest. It, I... Mm. I Go, it, okay, finish up. It, 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 it does not feel interested in, like, exploring Kanaya, the character, bef- before she plays the game. It, 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 it just feels like they're not interested in doing that here. I'll push back a little bit, uh, because, uh, in fairness, I think that Kanaya's, like, thing for Vriska and, like, Kanaya and Vriska's relationship is a really underexplored facet of pre-Hivebent, uh, of, like, pre-Hivebent for these characters in the comic. And, like, we know that there's, like, Kanaya has feelings for Vriska and, like, they go unrequited and she has a hard time with that. Um... But, like, not a lot of that is ever really, like... It, when we get it in Homestuck, it all focuses exclusively, like, on Vriska, pretty much. Um, besides, like, a moment of heartbreak for Kanaya. Uh, and I kind of like seeing... Um, I think that there is something valuable here for, like, portraying Kanaya as being vulnerable enough um, that, like, she's kind of being strung along by Vriska. Uh... I don't know. I, I think that Kanaya in Homesuck is, like, oftentimes the, kind of one of these characters who's, like, un, like unapproachable in terms of, like, uh, or unimpeached, like, un, a, a character, like, an unimpeachable character. Like, Kanaya is, except for, like, the moments in the epilogues where she is frantic, is, like, pretty much always, like, a composed badass. Yeah. Um, and I do appreciate that they went back and, like, showed a bit of, like, oh, Kanaya is, like, uh, like, this character that we know as, like, a smooth-talking badass who has an incredible vocabulary and is, like, always ready to say something, like, the right thing. Like, it adds a lot, I think, just to show her as, like, she's vulnerable at some point in her life that, like, she doesn't, like, she can't recognize, like, what's going on. Or, like, she's, like, it's getting the better of her that she, uh is being strung along by Vriska, like, used by Vriska, and she, like, is, like, not seeing you, like, doesn't, isn't, like, prepared to deal with that with herself. I think that there's something there that's really valuable. I'll give you that. A huge victory. I'll I'll give you that. (laughs) I I do agree that, like, for Kanaya at this point in her life, Vriska would have been a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I... I, I'm just not satisfied with the fact that it that is like taking up like ninety percent of of this Pastor Quest route. 
I, I, I feel like they could have like dropped it to maybe like 60 or 70%, put some more stuff in there. Like it, it just feels very overwhelming. And maybe that's just because it's Vriska. (laughs) She, she does have a very commanding existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just not satisfied with this route. I will I will say that after I finished it, I like got confused. I was like, wait, where where like was that it? Was that the good end? Am I done? Yeah, it it kind of does abruptly end. I thought they were gonna do the the thing that they did with the car cat route, where they just pluck Kanai out and go take her to Rose. That would that would be a, that would be a bit much. That would be a lot much for me, I think. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> God, I feel so awkward talking about it like this. But like, I guess the other thing is like the it feels like a lot like so much of the um, rainbow drinker stuff and like what it represents is kind of just left up to wink wink nudge like like wink wink nudge nudge at the reader. Yeah. Um, which I guess for me is like maybe it's not for me, so I don't know how much like like you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of got what it was going for, uh, but like it 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 felt really weird that um all of the acknowledgement of it between MSP reader and Kanaya is like uh like you kind of coyishly ask like oh where can I find some uh un the uh, some unalives. Um, and then, like, she realizes what you're trying to do and you just kind of, like, make eye contact. She's like, oh, I get it. And you're like, yo, you're cool. <laughs> MSPA reader's like, I know what you are. <laughs> I know what you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, my, couldn't, probably couldn't have hurt to have, like, gone, a, like, written a little bit more in that department. Um, I don't know uh, if you have any thoughts on that or what, um, but... It, it, it just felt kind of... It, it does feel like it just kind of ends abruptly without really yeah. digging in super hard, especially the good ending. Yeah. I think the bad ending is good. Oh, yeah. Oh. But, yeah. Um, What else here? Uh, Yeah, uh, the... Yeah, and I forgot to mention this with the, 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 the concept of the titles. Um, The titles here are, for these volumes, like, are pretty, like, hefty Uh, for what they are. Like, the title of the Carcat one is People Like Us, which is, you know, referring to the blood color. Yeah. Um, and Kanaya's is, I think it's I Don't Have Many Friends, or, like, something alluding to, like, not having a ton of friends. And I think that that also works in conjunction with, like, Kanaya is in a vulnerable place to get uh, manipulated by Prisca easily, is, like, yeah, it, it, it would make sense that Kanaya is, like, a social outcast as well. And it could... Could definitely have dealt with more of that, or like learning more about that, or like at least at least like how she feels or what her reaction is to if we were to mention like, hey, don't seem like there's many other trolls around here. Yeah. All right. Ugh. Uh. Anything else on Kanaya's route? Uh. Before we're done for the day. Um. think so all right uh, I, don't, I don't think i don't think we've we, we've really like took a moment to to say it in in the past couple volumes since we've started past request but i love the i love the sprites in this game oh yeah yeah uh the sprite work is delightful um i 
I like the interpretation of the characters a lot. Uh... <laughs> I feel like they kind of like went in on Kanaya's sprite uh, after her first outing to having a talk sprite was so unflattering. <laughs> <laughs> if we'll recall. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I've definitely liked the way the characters are like conveyed yeah. uh, through the art. Um, yeah, shout out, shout, shout, out, shout out to the art. It's good. Um... Any anything else we got on the table for today? I do not think so. Any more thoughts on Carcat? Um. Do you want to explain to yourself why you're turning on the show all of a sudden, John? <laughs> two volumes you didn't like two both of them. What's going on? Come on, man. Listen, I'm allowed to have opinions. <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> All right, yeah. If it makes okay. if it makes you feel any better, I I do still think that like Pester Quest overall is good. <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, I'm I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I we definitely had our low points in Friend Sim, so uh, not not a shock at all that uh, it's not always doing it for both of us all the time. Yeah. So, uh, at the end of this day, still, um, would you say that these are Better or worse than the Zebedee route? <laughs> um, better. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we can agree on that much. All right, John, what are we reading next week? Oh boy, everybody, everybody, back up again. Uh, next week, uh, we are initiating third impact. Uh, because we're going to be covering. Volume 6, which is Gamzee and Vriska. You're fucking kidding me. We're, no way. <laughs> we, 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 we are peering straight into the abyss. I, <laughs> I thought we had two more weeks. I thought that Vriska was going to be in Volume 8. <laughs> you know, I, I, like, I oh, thought easy. that too. I thought that too. But she's the she's the eighth character. She She's the eighth one to like be available. Ah, perfect. Well, uh, get excited for that then. Holy shit. Um, all right. Now that's out of the way. Uh, do you want to wrap this one up? Sure. All right. Uh, John, why don't you thank our patrons for us? I would love to shout outs to the big 14. Uh, oh we're we at a record high patron rate. Uh, so, so shout outs to Ashen one. Michael P, Haxus Three, Mel, Tezrak, Amber M, Danny, Caffeine, Gareth F, Simon Martins, Corin, Ina E, and Darsh. And then the one you say, Poof Twenty Seventh, still giving us money. Thank yep. you, Poof. Awesome. <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, thank you so much uh, to all of our patrons. Uh, really means a lot that you are just. It's incredibly generous. Thank you guys so much. Um, if you would like to join uh, those illustrious names uh, we've just read to you, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash ahpcast. Uh, you can check us out there. Uh, we've got some fun perks. Uh, the main one is that uh, you can get the episodes on Saturdays instead of on Mondays. So if you're more of a weekend uh, podcast listener, uh, that suits your style, uh, maybe check that out. 
Um, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Our second shout out, uh, as always, goes out to everyone, though. Uh, all of our listeners. If you choose to give us money or not, uh, we really don't care. Uh, means a ton, uh, to have a community. Uh, really enjoy the, really enjoy having people around for the ride, uh, week after week. Um, and we really appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. Um, our third shout out, uh, goes to Alex, our artist and editor. Um, without Alex, there is no AHP and without Alex, there is no, uh, actually mm, that's not, that kind of cheapens it, huh? Uh, yeah. Without Alex, there is no AHP, um, does everything to make it all possible. Uh, thank you so much, Alex. Um, and here's, uh, I'm going to try this one out. Uh, so if you would like to support Alex, uh, also, uh, you can go to our Redbubble and you can check out, uh, some of our designs that we have, including some art by him. Um, if you go to hpcast.rebel.com, uh, there's some designs by me and John too. There's the classic, uh, HPcast logo shirt with the logo way too low. There's the, uh, the new adult swim one with the sweet bro and hella Jeff panel. Uh, there's the epic Drake Tavro shirt. So yeah, if any of those sound fun, you can go to our Redbubble and check that out. I'm gonna I'm, um, I'm gonna interject right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely okay. ruin uh, ruin your outro. This is staying in the episode. Uh, okay. uh, I have a habit of opening Twitter uh, while you're doing the outro, and I need you to give me your immediate reaction to this image. <laughs> I'm scrolling past it. <laughs> <laughs> I, just because I, I don't know I don't know what to say I don't know what to say about what you've given in front of you me need to, you need to say something right now I have presented Aiden an image of ship art uh, of of Nepeta from Homestuck and and Neko Arc from Melty Blood question mark I John I'm not the person to ask about Melty Blood <laughs> okay 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 um Oh my god. Where we're okay. Uh Okay, okay, okay. We're at the end. We're at the end. We're at the end. Get us out of here. I don't like looking at oh it. Get us the fuck out of here. <laughs> Alright. Um thank you, patrons. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Alex. Check out our store at HPcast at Rebel.com. Check out our Patreon at Patreon at check out our Patreon at Patreon.com slash HPcast. We'll see you next week. I'm Aiden. I'm John. See ya. Bye.